Am I on? Yes, hi, I'm I'm here to talk to you today about a new brewing company from from down south in Western Australia. They're it's Australia. 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 It's Australia. It's Australia. It's fine. It's great. Rocky Ridge Brewing Company. Wow. What a thing. It's great. It's grand. Brewed on a farm by a farmer with dogs and cows and milk. It's grand. It's great. Can you believe it? They grow their own things. Who grows things? They grow hops. I've never even seen a hop until I saw that hop. And it was a huge hop. Huge. Serious. Large. It was a hop. I don't even know. I thought it was drugs. I didn't touch it. I don't do those things. But wow, they've got these beers coming out in cans. Uh, Can you believe it? A can. Cans in 2017. But there will be cans. There will be great. Keep an eye out. Rocky Ridge Brewing Company. Welcome to another week of Beer Sucks. I'm Adam. Uh, along from me, I've also got Tim. And Yo. to the right of me, the godfather of craft beer, Mr. Brendan. How you going, Brendan? Yeah, good. I don't know if I appreciate the nickname, but <laughs> that's all right. We'll work with I it. I don't know if I appreciate the nickname. <laughs> Mate, I'm just fucking purely frightened sitting here, man, because I know that you know where I live now, and I could potentially be waking up with a horse's head in my bed. Well, you don't owe me any favours yet, so I think we're all good. Guaranteed, though, you're going to get a horse's head, though. Oh, At some point. It's going to be something, eh? I'm going <laughs> to be asking if it's gonna be, if you're going to leave anything in my bed, that it's going to be like some burnt ends or some like nice pastrams. <laughs> I'll see what I can manage. Some of them sweet ribs. It, um, seriously, waking up, waking up in a bed with burnt ends and pastrami and they would be quite frightening. Like, how the fuck did that get in there? But then it would just become completely delicious. Tasty treats. So that's fine. Tasty bedtime treats. Yeah. You just want to wake up to the smell of cooked delicious meat, like Michael Scott in the office. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Can we call you the meat godfather? Can we call you that? Or I feel like you need to shorten it and sharpen it up a no, little bit. No, you can't call you the mod father because you're not rocking around in like tight suits and skinny ties. Albeit. Well, I don't feel like that would suit me very well. We but can make that happen. The mod father. Um, just riding around on a Vespa scooter. I have no idea where that came from, and I don't know the understand. Like, it was Austin the Powers. Because no. mod. That was all. all, right, all right. Oh, it was a bit of a stretch. Right. Yeah, come no, on, guys. Come Brent's on. got way better teeth. Rain it back in. Rain it back in. So, guys, what's been happening this week? Um. Not, not a lot. Not Tim, a lot for me. Nothing. You've been no. doing nothing. Just growing a mighty fine uh, moustache. Thank you. Thank you. I, what came first, the moustache or a beard? Uh, um, or Sam Simmons? I'm not sure. Definitely Sam Simmons. <laughs> when I wear a hat, <laughs> someone ran up to me today and they're like, "Sam Simmons, I need your autograph." I was like, "Fuck off." I'm having trouble believing that story. Yeah, because none of it was true. Uh, really? That, that explains why. But me in the mirror, I was like, "Yeah." You look like Sam Simmons. And I was like, I don't know if I should be proud of that. I mean, I would. Yeah. I don't know how to feel. Like, I've been, I've had people call me many names over the years. Many of them too vulgar to be on even internet radio. But yeah, Gary Oldman and Littlefinger are bad enough. (laughs) (laughs) First time someone called me Littlefinger, I actually had a sly look down to my hands because I don't watch Game of Thrones and I had no fucking idea what they were saying. I was like, man, that's quite possibly the rudest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) It was like when people call Trump's hands small, you know. They're not small, they're huge. (laughs) I've got the biggest hands. So big. They're the greatest hands in America. <laughs> um, I was working uh, beer and beef on the weekend. Which looked fantastic. It, it was, uh, look, I really like it. Till really the torrential well downfall. Really well Well, run, normally it's uh, an amazingly run festival. Yeah, really mm. great event. They've got cards, catchless, all that sort of fun stuff. And then uh, 10 a.m. on uh, Friday morning, it was like 100 kilometer hour winds. And the waves were crashing over the freeway. And I was like, this is going to be sick. Um, to their credit, they put the event on uh, and got the event set up just in time. But then, fuck me, Sunday, 
Monday. They they had to call it off. And I got there on Monday to make sure all my stuff was still there because it was raining hard and there was pools of water everywhere. Like uh, part of our bar section was underwater. It was bad, man. Yeah. Fire out. So it's back on this weekend. So if you're kicking around, beer and beef this weekend around Doss. And they're putting on two massive six meter screens. Uh, for the grand final, which oh, would be really yeah, craft yep. beer festival grand final. Anyone who had tickets for last weekend, your tickets are now ready to rock for this weekend. Don't have to clean up people's shit at your house. It's all sounding pretty fucking tempting. Yep, yep. Most breweries will have like nine dollar schooners. Yep. I mean, of course, anytime you can drink Modus on draft at a beer festival, is a okay by me? Oh man, I'm so salty right now. I'm going to be working through the grand final for the second year running and just sitting in a half-empty shop watching it on a TV. Yeah, because once that football... Actually, half an hour before the football starts, you're not getting any more customers for like four hours. Oh, no, you do. You get the people that come in and buy single Wee Willem cigars. You get the weirdos. The weirdos <laughs> come through, man. The weirdos come through. The, the same kind of people who buy single long necks of Emu Export and sit out the front of the shop and drink uh, it. We don't actually sell that. I'll replace for any generic shit beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, the guys who wear like leather Marlboro jackets from the 1970s start coming in. Like, yeah, so you've still got Fosters? Because I'd buy one of those right about now. Like, man, do you know the grand final's on? Nah. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, Just I'm give me my beer so I can sit out the front of the shop and drink it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a Find some bumpers <laughs> on the ground. It's oh man, it's a it's a frightening time <laughs> when you know it's going to be quiet, and then, you know, the people start rolling in. I'd had there was a last week there was a day it was just absolutely belting down with rain, and we opened quite early for for a shop like that, and it was eight thirty in the morning, and until eleven we'd had a ninety percent hit rate of crazies. It was just incredible. That's hard to deal with. It it was. <laughs> It was fun. <laughs> I feel your pain. I yeah. Mean, oh, man. It's the worst. Like, it's the rain just washes them out from the, <laughs> from from the, the gutters. They're <laughs> <laughs> coming in fucking scratching their necks, like, not knowing what's going on. You're like, can you please leave? <laughs> it's such a spitting, like, very specific, but very apt description of scratching their necks as, <laughs> as you're trying to sell them stuff. You're like, I, I can't, I just can't deal you you don't need to be in here. Please leave. <laughs> yeah. You should be spending that $3.50 on something else. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Like medical treatment <laughs> for your neck. Uh, uh, Brendan, yeah. what did you get up to? Uh, I actually did an event as well that was fucked up by the weather in a much different way, unfortunately. Uh, really? Went, what was that? Went and did a demo at the Perth Royal Show, which was really sick. Oh, um, the Royal Show. I haven't been there for years. Great. You know, the Royal Show is getting some really good craft beer stuff happening now. Um, so we're in the Taste WA tent and, you know, it was raining hard as well. I was driving there, could barely see out the windscreen. And I was just going, oh man, this is a fucking nightmare. But then the sun came out as I was walking up to the gate to go in. I'm like, oh, that's amazing. Like, you know. The weather's beautiful. What I didn't count on was everybody takes cover in tents while it's raining. So for, you know, the tent was packed with people. <laughs> However, 20 minutes before our show started, skies came out blue and everybody left. So, <laughs> oh, um, no, look, it, it wasn't dead. It wasn't dead, but it certainly wasn't the... You know, when, when we were planning it, we were told, you know, we're going to have to restrict it to 250 people. And I was like, holy shit, that's a lot of people. Um, pretty excited, but also, you know, a little bit nervous doing live presentations, largely unprepared. Um, and then when it came down to it, I'm like, oh, I'm not nervous at all. That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, you this know, what, what can you do, man? Silver lining, though. Silver lining. But it was nice for everybody else to enjoy the show. Yeah. 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 I'm Became super so happy for that. Um, it was nice for you to enjoy <laughs> the show too. Uh, yeah. No. Um, look, it was really good. There was still quite a few people in there that were in the drinking area, but the stage area in front of us was largely void of people. So it was still cool though. Um, we had quite a few people in there listening and, and enjoyed it, but 
it's funny just how the weather affected us in much mm. different ways. You were praying for some blue skies. Yeah. And had I known what those blue skies meant, I would have been praying for it to fucking keep on raining. Yeah. Oh, look, mate. Look, at the end of the day, as much as that may not have been, you know, that much of a kick on, like the the guys you are representing are going to be on tap there for the entire, sh- like, Yeah, the, the, the entire show, man. Um, and there's some really good beers in there. So any local crew that are listening to us and heading to the show, heading to the Taste WA tent, you know, they've got some Homestead on, some Feral, oh, um, some some really cool stuff in there. Good good cider as well. Um, super, super reasonable prices uh, and, and a good setup. There's a lot of good food in the Taste WA tent. Right. So. To be honest, when you're actually going to these festivals as well, like you are surrounded by screaming kids, the smell of horse shit and hay. So there's nothing better than getting around and have a couple of cheeky beers while you're at it. <laughs> Ooh. Can can you guys confirm though? I have heard a rumor, and I heard this from my mum, so it's a hundred percent true. Legit. There's no birdie beetle bag this year. No, that's uh, not true. It it's could not be true. It's, it's not, not in the booklet. That's rubbish. I'm not. I'm not going to look a into mine, it because I refuse to believe no. it. A friend of mine posted me a, was a Snapchat f- earlier today. It was earlier today. And there's a birdie beetle bag. In birdie beetle bag. I mean, they may cost like fifty dollars now, but they're still there. They surely. always cost like two dollars fifty, right, mate? Yeah, there's well, there's, mul- no, there's multiple no, no, there's multiple bags. There's there's always like four. Yeah, birdie and they've bags. got expensive ones now, and, but yeah. they're still really good value ones. Yeah, it just means you get like eighty five birdie beetles in the ten dollar bag. So, <laughs> how uh, how long has it been since you guys have been to the Royal Show? Because I haven't been there for about like legit ten years. Are you fucking serious? Yep. Man, I go every year. There what? was one year I missed, and I hated myself. I love the Royal Show. Man! So, so do I. I. Until I went up north, I definitely went every year. Um, it's the we've best. started going again now. You know, having kids, obviously, they they really love it, and it's, it's a fun time. Um, but I went on some sick rides last year, so that's why I enjoy going. Did you go any this year? No, nah, I just got in and got out. Because I was about I'm to, I'm meant to be going back. So. Oh, man. I'm going, um, I'm going, because it, I haven't been there for so long, and I, I, I miss it. Yeah, it's cool. It is cool. Yeah. I, I do enjoy it. I want to be um, with those grey nomads, looking around caravans. Dude, that's but the best part. I'm a 31-year-old man-child, so any chance to go out, eat a fucking shitload of chocolate, have a Dagwood dog that you don't see 364 other days of the year. With good reason, but yeah, it's, that it's one day is pretty special. It's strange meat, but you eat it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's deep fried, it's covered in sauce, you're like, I don't know what the fuck this is, but it's on a stick and I'm going to eat it. And then it's the fucking it, cheapest sauce as well. Yeah, you're surrounded oh, by carnies. Okay. There's right, calm down, barbecue. There's all sauce. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's just it's what? the vibe, man. This is not little cues. Also, when Soundwave was there, that mm. you could get a Dagwood dog. So really, yeah. Oh, so it's two days of the year. Heavy metal and Dagwood dogs, man. I feel like two days of the year, maybe one day too many. I'm wow. not sure. I mean, I say get rid of. The Royal Show. The Royal Show. Yeah, you bring back <laughs> Soundwave for Dagwood Dogs. Oh, I thought you were just saying bringing back Dagwood Dog Day with 35,000 people rock down to the showgrounds Ooh. just to eat Dagwood Dogs. No. No, because then that would attract the worst kind of oh, people who are there just for the Dagwood Dogs. <laughs> like, like Lesky. All six of us in WA will be hanging around just like, I don't know why, but I think we should bring it back. It's a solid meat. It's just like the meat. We don't know what it's sim. made of, but it's fucking solid. It's like Dim Sims. What the fuck is a dim sim? Oh man, I but I know, can't resist a chicken dim sim. Can't resist that. Did you say chicken? Chicken right. dim sim, deep fried, the round ones. I'm looking at you both the same way, to be honest. I don't know what meat that is. Wow. If anybody knows what it's it's meat is actually in a dim sim, can you please it's let us know? It's the chicken one. You got the normal one, and then you got the chicken one. It's the round one. What? Have what? You, come on, come on. What? No. Right. Are, you, are you buying these from petrol stations? Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> with, yeah, I think with that an answers egg everything. With an egg mayo sandwich, you yeah. know? No, it's yeah. just been it's been together that long. It's actually starting to sag under its own weight. So, so they're like, oh, we'll like just call it chicken. Puck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's chicken. Um, but yeah, no, the Royal Show is pretty good. And uh, apart from what's happening in the Taste WA tent, I know Blue Mile, who's uh, you know up and coming down south brewery, who's... <laughs> Doing some cool stuff. Yeah, um, they've got a they've got is a stand it? in a pavilion. I don't know which pavilion it oh, is, really? but guys, go and have a look. I know they're doing free tasters. Their IPA is um, drinking really well. IPA is drinking sick, man. So I think that's a sign of good things to come. You know, they use some um, Fortnite and Lupulin powder in that. Mm. Uh, really, really, really good. Um, 
but the bar pop guys have also set up a massive drinking area with gauge road stuff um you know so that's pretty awesome too uh so th- yeah anyway that was my uh little stint how's your week been lesky uh my week has been absolutely glorious um you went away didn't you yeah i yeah i was lucky enough to actually go on two trips in the last week i uh, went down uh, to went down to denmark down to Win- Willoughby Park Estate Winery and the Boston Brewery. So shout out Boston Brewery. Shout out the Boston Brewery. Tyson and the guys down there uh, putting out some fucking great beers at the moment. Um, they just released a new one as well, didn't they? They got a red IPA on at the moment. It's tasting really quite well. And they've got a bigger version of their oaked stout. Yeah, it's on its way. I actually got to drink it down there. It's uh, coming in at seven point five percent this year. Yeah, wow. And it's yeah, it's drinking really, really well balanced right now. So. That's one of my favourite beers by those guys. Yeah, the beer's drinking really well at the moment. So um, I think I think Tyson and the guys down there have really put together a really well-made stout this year. So really looking forward to it coming out in pack. Hopefully we'll be coming out in the next few weeks. So yeah, keep an eye out for that one. That's sick, man. Are they still doing the goes? Because that, um, that was personally my favourite, the Raspberry Afterglows. Yeah, we um, we were lucky enough that they'd actually kept a couple of cans aside. So we, we were able to have it while we were down there. Um, and they're potentially looking at doing that one again. So fingers crossed, because you know, coming into summer, the summer months, it's going to be fantastic having another good gozer out there. Yeah. Yeah. Apart from that, I uh, actually uh, was yeah, I'd had a, pl- a holiday planned to go to Lancelin, so I didn't want to go away to to Denmark, so it would just be pulling the piss. But luckily enough, I was able to swing them both, and yeah, ended up going to to Lano to to go and just hit the beach and do fuck all and really just watch the football. And then it just pissed down with rain for fucking three days. But best thing to come out of that, one of the guys brought a genuine 1977 version of Electronic Battleships. Oh, that's sick. That's oh my, sick. Oh, my God. I didn't realise, like, after I stopped playing sport, that I still had that fucking... <laughs> that, that competitive absolute competitive drive. <laughs> oh, fuck me. We'd sat there the whole time drinking what we were calling war juice, which was actually just mimosas. And crushing battleship. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. It was weird. Yeah, yeah. I like it. It's yeah. It was so much fun. So yeah. Now I'm on eBay trying to find the same version of that <laughs> game. I think I've actually got one in storage somewhere, man. You're kidding. Nah. Nah. Maybe. Oh, I don't know. Please. I had one at some point. Who it's, the fuck knows where it is now? Um. Yeah. So we yeah just watching the footy. So much fun. Um. But yeah. Everything pales in comparison to general world warfare through battleships. Yeah. And it's funny you m- mentioned that competitive streak. We bought a Nintendo Switch on the weekend, and that's definitely reawakened some tendencies in me. Um, I've been playing it at night so I can school my kids during the day when they're awake <laughs> and be like, huh, I'm way fucking better than you guys. <laughs> oh, wow. Not really, but kind of a little bit. I was going to say, that, no, there's, there's a lot of truth to that. I kind, of, I kind of think you're just going, have I still got it? Oh, yeah. I, I was definitely a bit of a gamer when I was younger, so... Oh, dude. Got to take a little bit of pride in that. Um, but it's cool. It's fun. Yeah, dude. Got some pretty big news. Yeah, mm. let's let's talk some beer shit. Some beer shit? Beer news? Beer shit. Anyway, we've got some pretty big beer shit going on in the industry. Um, it's actually been a fucking massive, <laughs> massive it's a, week. It's an absolute mammoth of a week that's just happened. So, um, when was it? Uh, was it Friday morning uh, over here in yeah WA? We got the news that uh, the the independent indie brewer Four Pints had just been bought out by uh, Anheuser Busch InBev, which is massive. Being the first indie. Australian brewery to be purchased by yeah. AB and Bev. Um, definitely sent some shockwaves through the community. It's huge. It really is. It's I, you know, I'd heard I'd heard rumours that there was a there was a large independent brewer that was for sale and had been for sale for a while. Um, really didn't pick it to be Four Pines, but you know what? Like, as much as I know, there's a lot of people out there that are you know throwing a bit of shit you know in Bev's way and whatnot, saying that you know they're selling out to the devil or whatnot. You got to throw. Well, me, that's because they are. But yeah, but look, good on the boys, mate, man. Congrats, yeah. guys, because they did a fucking fantastic job. I was but, say, 
focus let's, on let's, let's also be honest yeah. about what's happened. Look, yeah. <laughs> like, in all honesty, it's still, it's still a business and it's a business decision. You know, like these guys have built a company from the ground up and family owned, family, family run. Family owned, family run. They put their heart and soul into it. And, you know, as a business decision, this is, you know, it's, it's fucking fantastic for them. So good on them for, you know, being able to get that company to where it is. But, yeah, it's, it's sort of tough to, to see where it's going to go from here on in. So, oh, look, man, hopefully they do the right thing. Um, ah, fuck, man, surely, surely by now they've realised not to fuck with a good thing. Yeah. So, I yeah, mean, well, you'd hope. I mean, I don't know, just last week, uh, well, last episode, we were talking about AB and Bev for all the. Wrong, wrong reasons. reasons. Yeah. yeah. And look, that that's going to be underlying at all times and some of that stuff's going to affect them. I think, you know, we've seen the the, the press releases and stuff they've put out saying it's how good it is for the company and all that and that's all well and good to say but until they prove themselves otherwise that this yeah. dumb shit's not going to happen, I think, you know, you can't really criticise people who assume that it is going to happen. Um, it's been quite interesting to note, you know, we're all used to the craft beer geeks getting upset by every acquisition, no matter what it is. Um, it's actually been really interesting to see this new wave of people that are coming through and being what I would call overtly supportive of the buyouts. Um, you know, they've been very patronising against people who have been critical of the buyouts. Now, I get it. Some some of these people who are critical of the buyouts don't really understand the industry. Um, they're super passionate, but they don't. Look at beer as a business, and and that's why I said congratulations, you know, to the Four Pines boys. It's it's pretty epic what they've what they've built and what they've achieved, and you know, getting one of the world's biggest corporations to buy your your business, which is still pretty small in the in the grand scheme of things, is is such a huge achievement. Um, but for these pro, I guess you'd call them pro big beer guys to act super contradicting and um, towards these guys is really weird. I don't, I don't know. It's just something I've noticed that's been rubbing me up the wrong way. Yeah. Um, maybe you guys haven't seen it. But I was going to say, I, I, haven't, I personally haven't seen <coughs> these pro big beer guys, but not saying that they're not out there. No, obviously they will be out there. It's just interesting that we've brought this up anyway. Like I've just been reading this article from Steve Grossman um, on, the, on the Morning <coughs> Advertiser website over in the UK. And it has something similar in there. And he's insisting that he has no problem with breweries actually selling out and re- would actually recommend it recommend to any brewery owner without someone to take it over to seek to find one um so he's actually said i'm not denigrating anyone who builds a brewery and sells it it's a business and in order for business to sustain it has to be profitable and viable for years and years if someone puts puts out a lot of sweat and equity into a business they have every right to sell that and make their money i really congratulate the people that have built their businesses and sold it at a fair profit and look, here's a really great point. Um, but again, however, he says, uh, we're a family-owned brewery and we've been grooming the next generation to take over. And many other breweries around the country are planning the same thing. Um, so look, you know, for, for someone like that, they're going to continue to try and keep it in-house and keep that thing moving. All power to them. And I think we even touched on that last uh, last episode as well. Regarding specifically... Uh, Sierra Nevada, you know, and they have got a really good model and they've got a really good um, way of working. And, and that's, mm. I guess, the essence of what makes being indie craft beer, indie craft beer, but 100%, 100%, yeah. like you've got to respect that. And I, I think something that needs to be relayed about that article is, you know, and I think the headline reads something about big beer not being able to emulate craft, craft beer. beer. You know, saying that they're not going to be the pioneers and I, I think that's that kind of leads to the truth. You know, these guys are buying up these breweries not to pioneer and force their way through the industry but to kind of capitalise off what they've done. So, you know, while, while I was kind of saying before about these guys who are super big beer, I think the truth lies somewhere in the middle um, between, you know, your kind of classic beer geek who gets upset about buyouts and these new ways of, you know, big business guys who are like going, oh, it's so good. I think the truth is somewhere in the middle, but I don't I don't judge those guys for selling out at all, man. You throw that many zeros at me, I'll sell you fucking anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I actually uh, was lucky enough to have a chat with the guys, uh, one of the guys behind Four Pines recently, and he said one of the big contributors towards this was the fact that they were uh, the larger company was actually really excited with their Kill It All program and the Barrel series, 
and they were offering to you know expand that in a in a large way so fingers crossed that um the guys are actually going to be able to you know open things up and open new doorways and new pathways and start looking at some really interesting shit and being able to put out some good stuff so i think it i, I think it's a bittersweet thing for the it's tough for, yeah for all of us to sort of get our heads around you know we really want to get behind four pines as as the family because they are great and they've worked really really hard for the industry that's and that's that's the hardest thing sitting here talking about it because i'm listening to myself and i'm thinking you know like man i'm just fucking congratulating big beer here you know right now but you know it's it is really only just trying to congratulate the guys i was gonna say it. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not congratulating big beer i'm congratulating the guys on a massive achievement yeah um i don't you know i'm not really happy with the sale but like I said, I think the truth's in the middle somewhere there. Yeah. Ho- hopefully, they do invest yeah. heavily yeah. in a barrel program and yeah. start doing cool shit. And yeah, you know, if I can see some fucking barrel aged stouts in my locally cub contracted pubs, well, maybe I'd go to my actual local for once. But <laughs> so, if anybody <laughs> wants to get on the Godfather's good side, big wintry beers, get them in. <laughs> it's all I like. I was man. Say, as we know, that's all he likes. All he likes. <laughs> yeah, that and sleeping with the fishes. I'm trying to scratch the non-existent beard on my face right now, but it isn't. Well, you can scratch mine if you like. Just to, yeah, you know. I don't know, man. I saw, I saw some uh, some of that cheese we we're eating earlier in there. I'm not doing that. Oh yeah, saving it for later, surely. <laughs> and you know, we we don't really know what's going to happen moving forward anyway. So you know, no, these guys all speculation. You know, these guys are still within the company. No one's lost their jobs, and they're still and no one will still, be from from yeah, what I have heard. Yeah. So. Um. But like, what happened with the little creatures guys? They had a number of clauses within their within their contracts that prevented from doing a number of things directly related to to brewing, but they didn't stop them from promoting the brewing industry. You know, like um, a large portion of them were heavily involved in petition. There can be good beyond uh, beyond these buyouts as well. That hmm. don't necessarily mean the end of that particular brewery. I mean, uh, or or for those particular individuals, because I know there was a huge backlash on that. Um, you know, saying why would they ever sell out, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, you know, they went on to, to further the industry. I mean, we've also got Hippocamp is a direct result of that. Um, a portion of Bow Rocker is a direct result of that. Mm. Um, so, you know, they didn't use their money to, to just sit on it and just go, we're now rich. You know, they still wanted to help promote the industry. And I think Four Pines being the sort of guys that they are, mm. they're going to go down that same path of helping to promote the industry. Yeah. So. I mean, to look, try and put a positive spin mm, on it anyway. I mean, look with Bow Rocker. Now, all of a sudden, we, we have the, you know, Australia's very first method goose beer being released to the market. Yeah. Fuck. Yep. Yeah, Time Lord was pretty sick, actually. So, I mean, that, that's that's exciting, especially for them to get that first one out. Yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, in other news, we can now finally buy a decent beer at the football, hopefully. Hopefully. Well, I mean, they haven't come out and said which beers they're going to be serving yet. So, um, massive achievement for Gage Roads locking down the beer contract for the new Perth Stadium. Yeah. That is going to be huge. Oh, it's man. huge in a town that's football mad and pretty sport obsessed just in general, but especially yeah. football. So, they're um, going to be selling great beer for the first three quarters of every home game that uh, either team are losing before everyone leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Look, as an Eagles member, I've never seen a single Eagles supporter leave early. I don't think that, that happens. <laughs> are, you, are you serious? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, uh, I'm an Eagles supporter, and that was pretty one-eyed. Yeah. Almost oh, definitely, but that's, um, that's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, just, um, I'm, just here to, I'm just here to throw jates, bro. <laughs> uh, mass, massive achievement, though, for Gage Rose. So, yeah, I may actually uh, buy beer at the football now because up until then, the choices have been pretty limited. Pretty uh, and slim. I think I think that's putting it fucking nicely, to be honest. <laughs> Carlton Mead or Great Northern? And Your choice! And we're going to charge you $10 and put it in a plastic cup and then charge you extra for a little tray to hold those. Yeah, Fuck $2, $2 you. for a tray. It's, I just can't do it, man. Like, I go there and, like, if I used to go to the football or the cricket, you, you'd sit there for a few hours, you'd have a few beers, and the next thing you know, it's just, you're wee town, hey? Like, I can't go, I can't get up. You're missing half the game because you're having to go, get up and just wee constantly. Oh, look, don't bring that up because I'm going to rage out because one of my pet hates at the football are people that get up during the quarter to go and buy beers. Just 
watch the game. No, it's straight to pee. It's straight to pee. Yeah. No, no, no. We've got guys. I don't need to go into this. Sorry. There's guys that sit <laughs> just <laughs> up from us, and we're on the end of the row, and they purposely wait until they're like three or four minutes into the quarter, because that's when the lines at the bar are short. So they go and buy some, and then they wait just until the end of the quarter, and then they go and buy more. And they just repeat that over fucking four times. So they go and buy eight sets of beers. Oh. And they spill it everywhere. And if you guys are listening out there, you're fuckheads. Oh. And I'm glad there's a new stadium. <laughs> and I don't have to sit next to you anymore. Oh, How bad would it man. be if you were actually sitting next I'd to them? I'd be so fucking angry. <laughs> i got to admit, I'm one of those guys that does it at the end of the quarter. I hate waiting for booze, man. I really do. And what are you oh. doing? What are you doing in the quarter, though? What are you doing at the end of the quarter? You're waiting in your fucking chair. No, yeah, it's so also... Go then. Just go then and wait. No, it's also so I don't end up and just getting like, you know, standing there with like 80 other people trying to piss and I'm like squashed into a urinal. I'm like, oh, this is weird. Oh, uh, well, look, I can let you off for that, but uh, I'm not going to let you off for, for going to buy beers. Yeah, so it's 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 fantastic actually having uh, Gage on at the stadium, but there is still going to be one of the big two running a venue outside of the of the Perth Stadium, which is, from what I've heard, going to be a Lion Dome Brew Pub, which remains to be seen as to what it's going to be. So, but that could be that could be a good thing because it just means like, look, if so you're going to have to drink one of the big two, like you might as well drink if we think it could be little creatures or a little creature orientated um, venue, um, you know, if you're going to have to. Yeah. Oh, look, um, it's, I'm actually really looking quite forward to seeing what's going to come out because it's from what, from all accounts, it's going to be 3000 head venue. Yeah. It's going to be one correct? of the biggest. That's one of the largest brew pubs. Oh, it is the largest brew pub that we have here in Perth. Mm. Straight out. That's, yeah, it's massive. That's massive. 3,000. massive. Yeah. So. Speaking of of massive, um, for Gage Roads to, to win the contract, they had to demonstrate to Perth Stadium that they could supply 5,000 kegs. In five days. In a weekend. Well, no, I think, I think their contract was they had to prove that they could do 5,000 in five days. Um, I would love to speak to somebody at Gage and know what the fuck they did or had to do to prove that because that's so much beer. Um, and how do you actually prove that? Did they just do like a thousand kegs in a day and go, hey, look, we've still got all this other shit. We could do this for five more days. Um, that's a lot, either way, man. man, that's pretty phenomenal. That's 250,000 litres of beer. Now, this is the third largest stadium in Australia. So it's not... It's not just a little bit bigger than Subi Oval. It's a lot bigger than Subi Oval. There's an extra, what, uh, 15, 20,000 heads, yeah. Um, That's a lot more. So I heard from someone uh, earlier on in the week that Subi Oval went through between two and 3,000 kegs in a weekend. So it's actually not that far-fetched to think that they're going to need to be providing 5,000 kegs. Wow, that's insane. That's absolutely massive. There's not too many uh, West Australian breweries Producing 250,000 litres in a year. Um, yeah, but that's huge. What has been interesting, unfortunately, man, I think it's a sign of how far we've still got to go as an industry are a lot of the comments on uh, news articles and stuff on Facebook. I try and stay away from these because they're black holes of ignorance and depression and uneducated bullshit, which is fucking depressing. It's but a trap. You're just going to get stuck It's a massive it. trap, man. I get stuck into those things for hours. I love, um, I love seeing you anywhere online. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like seeing you or being able to see see one of our uh, one of our close friends uh, tag tag another person specifically. Oh, I, don't, I shouldn't say his name because it's I just know, say it, say yeah. It, say it. So tagging tagging Bo into any thread <laughs> is just it's just one of the greatest things ever. It's like it's like dropping a blood of uh, dropping a drop of blood in the ocean. Well, it is, yeah. Yeah, you smell blood and you fucking just attack. I, I have tried to refrain from it a lot. And I've actually engaged with nobody over their comments about Gage Roads, but it's been kind of depressing to see a lot of the reaction, you know, from the general public about really? this new deal, yeah. Um, I haven't seen... I haven't actually seen a lot of oh, that. Man, That's because you've been smart enough yeah. not to click on these comments. There's been a lot of negative feedback. Oh, yeah, oh, heaps, heaps, man. man. Um, people who are just, you know... They're jumping to conclusions already about the pricing of the beer, 
uh, making very no, negative connotations yeah. about people who drink floral or fruity, you know, beers. And I mean, that's kind of what I hit back on the start. We don't even know what beers Gage are going to be pouring yet. They may Look, just be straight lagers. It Look, could I've, be I've beers. I heard that uh, the guys from Gage have actually been uh, working on another couple of beers. Um, the the styles of which are, are yet to be are yet to be seen. But whether or not you know they that they might be actually creating something specifically for that venue to start off with and then putting it bad in pack everywhere else. I'm unsure, but you know, like for all intents and purposes, mate, if I was actually offered a single fin at the, at the football, I'd be a pretty happy man. Yeah. Especially if it's coming from an unpasteurized keg, I'll drink that shit all day. All day. Yeah. So good. Um, but that's my concern is that have they put forward a proposal where they're brewing specific beers for the venue? I, I would, I would have to assume they're going to do at least one to be honest, but, um, pure speculation. I've got nothing to go off yeah. from that. Still I definitely haven't off. tried any prototype lagers, so I wouldn't know. So yeah, that it's sick news anyway. Um, We've got a long way to go though. Sorry to just cut you off there. Like you can go to, gonna bring it back to New Zealand. Um, we've got a long way to go. When you can, I just want to escape. Truth be told, truth be told, I just want to escape having these massive um, contract deals. Why can't we just have? Set different bars at the stadium. Don't know. You can go to you can go to baseball games in the US. Um, so that's what I want to get away from is having these really big contract deals. Like, what's wrong with offering people a little bit of variety at these uh, at the football game? You know, I don't know, man. I think there's a lot of people who are stuck in doing their old ways, and these specific contracts offer a lot of. Uh, certainty and minimise a lot of risk and make a lot of logistics a lot easier to handle. So I don't blame them for that's, it, man. It's definitely a step in the right direction. That's the whole deal with these deals. Like it's it's one one person of contact, or, you know, one company of contact. So that's why you know it's a lot easier. Just I'm not questioning why these things happen. Yeah, but I mean, mate, we can it all is can still definitely a massive step in the right direction, though. That's and a, and a boy fo- can dream, but we need to focus on that right now. This is the one of the largest steps that we've had here, like in in our city here in Perth in regards to a stadium deal. So let's not look look a gift horse in the mouth right now and just get on with, you know, enjoying some good beer at the football. Yeah, and and prove that the model works and then hopefully um, shit opens up from there. This is just, this is seriously just a first point to build on. You know, we can hopefully from here on in, we're able to, to move, you know, in a lot better direction. So, you know, big ups to Gage for... For getting us that first step. Yep, and let's shut down these motherfuckers that say schooners are going to be ten times the price when they're just plain not. Well, you you just don't know, and until you know, you don't know. Yeah, and now you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so no doubt if someone is listening to this Fuck. in a year's time and they're like, "Man, that beer cost me fucking twenty dollars," we're going to get so <laughs> much. And then, hate well, mail. then we can oh. go. Well, we were fucking wrong, but and nobody by, knew at the time. By so, so much hate mail, I mean we get like <laughs> two emails <laughs> and a Facebook comment. So yeah, look, let's not sell ourselves short. Oh, one, you guys were star. wrong, and then we, we'll reshare and say how wrong we were. And like, we'll be to like three different channels. Of, and we'll uh, be like, "Fuck, man! Do you remember when we used to do that podcast and we got everything wrong?" And then we'll reminisce and be like, "Oh yeah, and that laugh was about sick. it." Hey guys, we got it wrong and then share it like over and over and over again on different channels of uh, beer communities. So in in other news along uh, along the lines of the the new stadium deal, we've recently had another deal go down in Australia with Singapore Airlines. So uh, so far there's been two craft breweries in Australia that have actually been picked up to go from their respective cities and be on international mm. flights heading to mm. Singapore. Um, one of which was Green Beacon out of Brisbane and the other being Cheeky Monkey out of Willie Abrup in Margaret River. Yeah, that is correct. <laughs> Our very own West Australian brewery sitting on I, an international airline. I think I actually pronounced Willie Abrup correctly. Is you that did. right? Yeah. Oh, Gold Star. <laughs> is this the first Beer Sucks Gold Star? I think so. Yeah, you've oh. heard it. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I should get one every week for not leading us down into some fucking. Well, I was actually about to territory. say, I think me and Tim have done well of that tonight. So yeah, you probably do deserve yeah. a fucking gold I, star. Man, I haven't even mentioned Twin Peaks once. Is fucking oh, great. God damn it! There it is. He's wearing a fucking <laughs> Twin Peaks shirt. <laughs> yes. Oh God. Oh. Someone came up to me and said, "I'm so glad um, 
Lesky really rates this podcast so much that he can fucking use it as a launching pad to talk about Twin Peaks. Oh, I'm not. Look, mate, you should be watching. Anyway, anyway, it's pretty monumental. Like, they're independent breweries that have been announced on uh, international airline services. Yeah, it's massive. So, like, these guys yeah. are going to be stocked in their, their lounges. Humongous step, you know. Like, we've got Garage Project doing a similar thing over from New Zealand, being on flights as well. Yeah, um, so they've got happy days. Yeah, they've got happy days on flights. Uh, McKellar is also on flights out of Denmark, from what I've heard. To Singapore. No, 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 not not for the Singapore deal, but they're actually they reached a deal um, a while back to actually be on flights. Because um, correct me if I'm wrong, but Tuatara is on in New Zealand. Really? Yeah, those bottles look far too dangerous to be on flights. Business class, <laughs> business class flights. Um, for the time being, uh, I think they're going to be offered only to business class guys, but it's definitely the step in the right direction that you can get. Potentially, if you've got the money, uh, you can potentially get some really good beer flying to Singapore. So it's only in business class for the time being. I think there might be a model there to release it to the to the cattle classes because if the end, at the end of the day, someone wants to pay for that, like I'm gonna I'm gonna pay for that shit. Yeah. If I can get something good on a flight, I'm gonna pay for it. So while I'm back in in the back of the plane with you know the caged chickens, I'm having to drink out of a hamster wheel. Well, I mean, you probably don't even deserve that, to be honest. So we oh. should all yeah. We talk about you. We should all be thankful about, about what we get. What do you mean? I'm people. Uh, <laughs> I'm people. Tim. Uh, Look, I, I think it is a bit of a test test model to see how it works. Um, they're testing it on the business class and to see what happens down the track. Nothing's been said either way. Um, but I mean, craft beer was something that was not kind of known to these guys. These are major corporations coming out of areas who have very underdeveloped craft beer scenes who are just starting to really do some really cool stuff. That being said, Singapore has got some absolutely fucking cracking beer there. They They've have got like four bars. No. Yeah, but in... Mate, <laughs> look, they're, no. do, they're doing cool shit, but look they've at, got like... Look at the beer that's available out of Singapore compared to what we get here, and there's some fucking cool shit there. All the same Seriously. shit. Seriously. No, there's not. Yeah, absolutely Aren't they like not. the busiest port in the world or something? No. I don't know, but the airport's sick. Well, yeah. Do we have Crooked Stave available here in Australia? Yeah, we do soon. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> On that bombshell, we'll t- we won't yeah. touch that. But look, I mean, this is this is still like, let's just recap. Just Let's just touch on that for a minute. We've got AB InBev dropping a major bomb, uh, purchasing Four Pines. Um, you know, not necessarily progressive or could be really progressive. Um, but on the more progressive sense, you've got Gage Roads beating out the two big guys uh, with um, the tap deal at the Perth Stadium, and now Cheeky Monkey with their uh, with their deal with Singapore Airlines. So, how many flights will be flying out of WA? Four. There's four every day. Wow, that's huge, man. It's, so it's really cool. It all you know that makes me want to fly business class to Singapore. Really progressive stuff for the for the wider beer industry, specifically to WA, if I'm honest. Like that's some really cool shit. And man, there's more cool shit happening. Just to keep it local for a minute. Little brother, man. Uh new venue. Sick new venue down in Dunsborough. Uh serving beer from Direct from what are they, little fucking um I don't even know how big they are, but they look like little bright tanks attached th- to the taps. Yeah, I think they're like seven hundred liters for some reason, but I've actually got no fucking idea. Seven hundred liters, that's huge. Yeah, they're like pretty, directly above the bar. Pretty substantial behind the bar. And that's gonna be an absolute bitch to refill. <laughs> but for all intents and purposes, from what I've heard, it's actually gonna be each tank is gonna be glycol chilled. So you're actually going to be able to have different serving temperatures for each tank. So say if you've got a stout on there, it can come out at a different temperature than than the rest. So which is fucking sick. Like I think yeah. it's all working off the one glycol system, but they can control them independently. Yeah. So this is all because they didn't have room for a cool room, which is, is a right? fucking amazing solution. Like man, when you've got cash, you're just like, do I want everything? Yes, give me everything. Just make it rain. Which is actually what I did. Today, I went home and gave Emily a whole stack of cash to put on the mortgage. And yeah, but throwing coins at someone's not a good thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they, they were 50s, luckily. Um, <laughs> 50 cent pieces. Man, yeah, yeah, just, just, just pegging them just as hard <laughs> as I could. This is all I got for the fucking house. 
I was actually on the roof and she was coming home from the shops. Um, yeah, if you're no, on the roof, really. man, you have no clothes on yeah. on the roof, just throwing <laughs> fucking coins at someone. Here's my money! It might actually happen someday, but I mean, it's, it's probably not any better, but she was uh, having a nap and I went in and I woke her up really nicely, like gave her a kiss on the forehead. I'm like, baby, here's the money for the, for the mortgage. And then I stood up and went... <laughs> and made it rain all over her. Um, she didn't appreciate it. I was like, fuck, I wish people would make it rain on me. But oh, I don't know, she didn't seem to understand. Really? Yeah, well, you, you get that. But I, I don't know, man. I've been I've been given money by all sorts of random people working in retail and it's I don't want it, I don't want anyone's money. Yeah, well you don't want that fucking raining on you. But this was straight from the bank, like from the F like ATM, so Really? I mean it's about as clean as money's ever gonna get, which isn't wow. clean, but I mean it's better than fucking sweaty bra man, money that you speaking, get in retail. Speaking of dirty money, I actually had someone come in uh, probably about six or seven months ago and they bought a I think it was a sixteen dollar bottle of wine and paid for them in five cent pieces in pill bags, a dollar in off. each bag. And she put sixteen bags out on the counter. And I'm like, she's like, "Oh, do you need to count them?" Just You're like, "No, just get out of, out of my life as quick here. as you can." Like, do you know you actually don't even have to legally accept that? Really? Yeah, no. There's a limit. I don't know what it, they are. There's a limit on coins. Yeah, a yeah, one, yeah. A two, yeah. three, <laughs> four. It's like if your coins are. More than 20 coins in a transaction or something, you actually don't have to take, which I found fascinating. Considering it's fucking legal tender. Yeah, but I mean, there's limits on it. I guess wow. it's the same as, you know, you can't expect somebody to take a $100 note for a fucking five cent lolly. Oh. But I don't know if there's a law on that. But yeah, there's an actual fucking oh, legal be, yeah. law. He'd be so salty. Oh, well, Can I get that back in one one cent pieces? Oh, <laughs> one cent pieces. Fuck, man. What is this? Nineteen ninety two. Yeah, twenty years ago, you can. Um, and I actually I'm, found a two cent piece not long back. I'm a hoarder. And did you throw it at your girlfriend like I did? Oh, no way. That's far too small. Like, <laughs> they can go up a nose, man. I have to go to ER. Uh, um, but yeah, just, just to wrap that up, man. New venue, Dunsborough. Independent tanks, which is fucking sick. Yeah. Re- really smart way of overcoming a problem um, of not having enough space either. So, it re- Yeah. So you look at a lot of venues that don't have space. They, they don't, you know, they'll just end up having a keg underneath underneath the actual bar yeah, yeah. and then run things through a like a chiller plate or a swamp tank. Yeah. And it's just not good for the beer itself. So no. it's really nice to see. I mean, especially considering it's their own beer, they're a brewery. Yep. So they're, you know, able to, to throw a bit of capital, throw a bit of weight around and, you know, get yeah, their beer some. out the way it should be. Yeah, and, and really look after it. So that's yeah. fucking sick, man. I'm pretty excited to go check it out. And hopefully not buy a stout at two degrees and have to spend 10 minutes warming it up with my hands. Oh, man. For once would be fucking fantastic. Man, because I always, if I do it, like I'll cup it and I'll try and give it a bit of a swell and I just end up fucking wearing beer all the time. Yeah, that's... that's like such a cheese dish. It's the rookie move. What you've got to do is double park. You buy a stout, buy a pail, drink the pail, and then the stouts normally... Well, I mean, it's still fucking cold because yeah, I inhaled the buy, first one. Yeah, you'll so. buy a stout and then a, like go, oh, I'll just get something to have while I'm having this stout and buy a barley wine and be like, oh, fuck. Well, now I'm just waiting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> In other than recent news on openings, um, the new redevelopment of the Whitford Shopping Centre has just been finished and the new Whitford's Brewing Company has just been opened. So have you guys actually been out there yet to have a quick look? I haven't yet, man, but the photos look pretty good. Ken Arrowsmith brewing there um who has a long pedigree of brewing in wa obviously being the guy behind uh emu bitter is the man on the can actually so the man on the can which is a pretty big achievement man i hope when i'm done with my time in the industry i've got my face on a can of beer probably won't look as pretty as his but dude you could probably make that happen like next week i should probably try shouldn't i i'd be remiss not to well i think so <laughs> Dude, well, if you can get your face on a can, do that shit. That's probably how that came about. Yeah, probably. He's just like, fuck it, just put it on there. That'd be so much better for the beard <laughs> godfather instead of putting a horse's head in the bed. It's just a can with your face on there. <laughs> I'm pulling the face that you're pulling, but no one can see that. Yeah, no. Oh, man. We forget that sometimes. I'm not. I'm never going to forget that. That's why we posted it earlier. It's great. <laughs> Uh, Whitford's um, Brewing, though, uh, really good-looking venue. I haven't been there. I've seen a lot of reports and people seem to be digging it. Um, I think something that deserves a mention is their commitment to serve beers that aren't their own. 
Yeah, their their fridges have always been stocked. stocked with some really great shit, which is something we don't see in WA a lot, um, and something that I think we see happen on the East Coast a little bit more. Um, you know, normally brew pubs and stuff in WA, we just sell our own beer, um, and not that I'm criticising that, yeah. but it's cool to be able to see, you know, Whiffers Brewing Co. with you know thirty different fucking skews of packaged beer, a couple of different breweries beers on taps. Hopefully, I'd like to see maybe some venue-specific beers, which would be pretty cool. Getting, that would be sick. Getting yeah, some people going from venue to venue yeah. rather than just having the same stuff on in each. So, mm. yeah, we'll see how they go. Can't wait. Exactly. So, um, recent, oh, very recently, as in only today, um, we've just got a new shipment of two metres tall over here in WA. So, the guys sitting around this uh, illustrious round table right now are just getting stuck into a bottle of the Lacto Black from Two Metre Tall, which is their black barrel fermented sour beer. Uh, what are you guys feeling on this one right now? This is delicious, man. I really yeah. dig it. It's mate, the super tart. <laughs> the tartness is a humongous feature of this bad boy. The lactic acid is super sharp, which is why I love it. I love a really you know, aggressive lactic profile. Those dark malts are bringing a touch of Roddenbot kind of Flanders yeah, red yeah, flavors yeah, yeah, yeah. to Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, while still being much darker, but you get those little hints, which is why, you know, I, I dig everything Roddenbock. Um, so I very much like it. It's like if you'd go to like a, a Flemish Brun even deeper darker. down. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty much exactly what it is. Yeah. Mm. It's a, yeah. I've, with the with the brunes, they're just a little a little too clean, you know. Obviously, being stainless cemented, but with this one being barrel fermented, you're going to be getting a lot more of that that harsher harsher sour tones. Yeah, um, I wouldn't call it. It's not overly it's not overly acidic, but there is definitely notes of that in there, um, which I also really like. By the way, yeah, 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 I love it. So, but when it's balanced, big winter beers and barbecue. And vinegar, and basically. Vinegar. Yeah, <laughs> man. They're the three things I dig. Right. Christmas is sorted for this guy, hey? <laughs> <laughs> The thing I dig about this is, um, apart from everything, it's not. it's got sweet characteristics to it, uh, but it's not terribly sweet. It's got some toasty characteristics to it, and that plays off well with those um, pretty tart, uh, big tart notes for me, um, like sour red toast. Sour red t- berries on toast. That's what I'm digging. Like jamming on. Yeah. Yeah. Delicious beer. Really dig it. Yeah. So very, mm. yeah, very happy that we've we've finally uh, finally seen these grace our shores. So knock that well, out. Well, the the, park, the, the supply's yeah. pretty limited, man. And, and for those, you know, people out there who don't know, um, two meters tall from Tasmania. Obviously, they're on a 600 uh, hectare farm on the banks of the Derwent River. Out in the Huon Valley, um, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't say that on the thing yeah. that I'm reading. <laughs> and it's pretty cool to note that the uh, old shearing shed on the property was converted to their brewery. Um, and so, you know, Ashley Huntington, who's the owner, farmer and brewer, mm. who you boys seem to think is the biggest man in craft beer. He's two metres tall. That's why it's called two metres tall. Do you reckon that's the record? That's a pretty big dude. I, I don't even want to... I don't want to get into who's the biggest man in brewing, <laughs> but... He's a giant of a man and a gentle giant at that. He's one of the loveliest dudes and super passionate about what he does. Super passionate and educated as well, which is pretty cool. You know, he's got an organic chemistry degree um, and a diploma in winemaking, which I think really shows in a lot of their beers um, and some of the finesse that they put into some of their beers. Yeah, he was actually funded on an exchange program by the government to enhance his... uh, Brewing his knowledge, brewing knowledge, and and his wine knowledge. So it was. I, I can't remember the program, but he basically was sponsored on this program to him as a winemaker to go over and learn all about um, wine in different regions. And that's when he picked up on on beer and learned about how the different brewing techniques can be utilised um, with his own uh, wine knowledge, especially in the in the organic chemistry sector. So he brought that back over to. Um, Tasmania, and he pretty much immediately started doing that. So um, he's got that beer, the uh, seven, seven, seven year rich. Um, yep. So when he first started making beers, it, that was pretty much about seven or eight years ago now, and he was releasing it, and people just thought it was off beer. They didn't dig it. Uh, and one of these 
beers he just left aside was for seven years, and it was the the brewer seven years it a seven year itch. So now you go back two years ago, he started to really become emerged in our broader market here. Like he started to get a little bit of a name in the in the upper echelon of the craft community here, and he certainly had a name for himself in in Tasmania. Um, but the guy is just he he he's just incredible. Like you meet him, he's just like, what up, man? Like. I'm totally all about the beer. Like, I'm not a brewer. The beer brews itself because I just do all the preparation work and the nature brews the beer for me. So he just literally is all about long-term spontaneous fermentation pro- processes. Now, that particular beer took 12 months to, to ferment. Mm. 12 months in a barrel to ferment. Uh, and that's what he's about. Now, he literally says, I'm not a brewer. Nature ferments my beer. I just, uh, I just know when it's done. Okay, I really wish... Like as much as that was just a beautiful piece by Tim, I really wish that all of you listeners out there, all ten of you, could actually have seen him gesticulating <laughs> in front of us right now because that was just—it was—it was pretty dramatic. It was glorious, yeah, dude. Absolutely and that was like a glorious. That's a fifth of how Ash gets down, and he's just so passionate about it. Like he—you can imagine me being this this big, not very big, and then you got a two meter tall dude <laughs> doing this shit, and you're just like, wow. Oh, That's man. pretty exciting, man. I love yeah. seeing people that are that passionate. But also, if there's any government agencies out there listening who want to sponsor somebody else to go learn about beer and winemaking in other countries... I'll get in first. Do me, please. Thank you. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> uh, speaking yeah, speaking of uh, long-age beers, uh, the Seven Years at Sea has also made its return. Oh. Yeah, so the, uh, the seven-year-old aged oyster sour stout... Man, I don't get oyster stouts personally, but that's just me. Yeah. Just don't get it, man. Is Fucking it, Is it oyster mushroom or is it oysters in this? Oysters. It's not oyster mm. mushroom. Yeah, I just don't get it. Adding Keep your oysters out of the beer. Yeah. Mm. It's adding, adding a, eat them. Like a salty sort Oyst- of savory. Cook up some it. oysters, Kilpatrick. I, I agree with you, Brendo. I don't really? get it. Yeah, yeah, I just don't get them out. I don't want them. I love, I love the idea of oysters and stout separately. Yeah, delicious. Well, yeah, I still don't. No it's, fa- no, it's fantastic. You get a really dry stout and some oysters. The dryness in the stout is going to bring out the sweetness in the oysters. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, I'm down for that. Just keep them out of my beer. But with that said, I've actually had some really good ones, man. We had, um, I think it was Blue Point did an oyster barley wine or something. We had it at the Aber Awards. Was it um, live? Yeah, I think it was, man. It was fucking fantastic. Um, I don't like admitting to that or calling it that. Um, but it was really good. However, did it bring anything extra to the beer? I don't know. Um, so that's a little bit about one of our much-beloved breweries, Two Men at All. Black Lacto was sick. Um, I think we've spoken enough for tonight. Yeah, which... It's, uh, that's it's an unusual thing. It is very unusual. <laughs> very unusual sitting here with... with uh, Two of you and actually having quite a short, short session of chat. Well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a short session of usable content. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, that's about enough for us tonight. Next week, we're going to do a bit of a user Q&A. So throw us some questions, hit us up on our Facebook channel or email us and we'll uh, do our best to answer them. I'm Brendan. Thanks for coming. And after a long pause, I'm Adam. And I'm Tim. Thank you. We've been the Beer Sucks Network. Bye.